Hey men, and welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. I'm one of the hosts of the show, PJ Burner, along with my co-host, Kellen Allen. What's up? And we are here to talk about not filling every single moment of your day with noise. Sounds like something we've recorded on the, the opposite side of it. Like our first episode ever? How yeah. To, how to redeem dead air? <laughs> Redeeming dead air. Now yeah. we're saying, hey, slow down. Yeah. Just don't do it. But there's a difference. There is a difference. And what's the difference, Kellen? The difference is we need to be wise and we need to be intentional about how we fill our time. And there's a great opportunity sometimes just to be able to, to sit and be still and to think and to uh, allow your, your mind even to take a mental break. Now, that doesn't need to be stretched out and you know, fill up an hour because um, I think that's probably even impossible to do for most of us on how busy our minds are. But there needs to be intentional time for us just to, to think. Can and, we back up, though, for a second? Because you said the phrase, be still. And uh, can we just get something out of the way? Yeah, let's let's do it. Okay, so maybe you maybe you heard Kellen say "be still," and your mind went to maybe a verse that your mom had stenciled up on your kitchen when you were growing up: "Be still and know, know that them. I am God." Right, and it's this like kumbaya mindfulness Christian. Like this is everything that Lifeway Christian Store stands for, and this is everything that. I've ever known, and it's just be still and know that I'm God, and you get all this airy talk and everything. Can we stop with that nonsense? It's uh, if if you will open your Bible and read Psalm 46, the rest of it, you let's know, just, the, let's just do it to make sure people understand. Okay, let's let's start with this. Okay, we'll jump in. Um, well, let's just go from the beginning. Psalm 46, Psalm 46, 10 is be still and know that I'm God. Let's listen to the context because context is important. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Okay. We like that so far. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth gives way. Okay. So now the earth is giving way though. The mountains are moved into the heart of the sea. That's, that's pretty intense though. The waters roar and foam and the mountains tremble at its swelling. There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the most high. God is in the midst of her and she shall not be moved. God will help her when the morning dawns. Here we go. The nations rage. Oh, be still and know that I am God. The kingdoms totter. Be still and know that I am God. He utters his voice and the earth melts. Be still and know that I am God. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow, shatters the spear, burns the chariots with fire. And then go. verse 10, be still and know that I am God. Kellen, what is this Psalm about? <laughs> so the Psalm is about God, God's wrath and God coming to redeem his people. And judge and judgment. the earth, right? So it's a call to the earth to shut up, to sit down and to take inventory of the fact that God is in charge and they're not. Yes. This has nothing to do with your quiet time. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. And also, I think, you know, the, the secular world has taken this and you see that, um, what, is it, what is the other one that's out there? It's like, be calm and whatever. Be calm and Oh, do keep this. calm be, and carry on? Yeah. Oh, like, man, don't yeah. even get me so started like, on mean, that one. We, we got posters all over the place, but it's, a, it's the same concept here. It's like, just keeping calm for no reason at all, That that's not... What, that's not biblical, and that's not what we as Christians should be following. And it's so easy to catch on to that because it sounds right. It, it sounds sounds good, and you know, meditation on with no intention. 
uh, it sounds like a peaceful thing to do, but it's not. As Christians, we need to be intentional about everything that we do. And even the 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 comment that we're making here and even this this podcast is about be still with intention, not just be still and you know let the world just happen. That's never our role as Christians. Right. It's not passive. We need to be active. And and so back to that first podcast that we ever recorded, Redeeming Dead Air, one of the ways you can redeem dead air is what we're talking about right now is an intentionality to just be quiet and to take a break from all of the input and all of the noise and all the sources of noise that come into your, your life, which just full transparency confession here, men, as we're recording this podcast, I've got a PGA tour event that's streaming on my phone <laughs> right next to my, uh, my iPad as it's open here. That's so awesome. That's I need to, great. to preach to myself on that, but, yeah. uh, Hey, you know what? It's the Hyundai Genesis Open at the Riviera Golf Club. It's always something, right? It's it's, always something. It's important because it's round one. (laughs) (laughs) On on Thursday. It's actually not important at all. On Thursday. Nobody's winning the tournament right now. Right. Um, But no, we want to talk about how do you disengage? And that's hard to do, Kellen, isn't it? I mean, we're talking to a a room full of or, or a car full of or a house full of men listening to this right now. And a lot of them probably go to work and then come home. And when they come home, they are uh, brought back into the realm of, of their family and the life that their family has been living this whole time. And it's hard for us to disengage from work, right? Yeah. Let's talk about that for just a second, how we can be intentional to disengage from what we're leaving behind at work. Yeah. And the first thing we need to do is understand what what the point of the internet is. The internet is fighting to grab our attention. So your social media, your Twitter, uh, whatever it is, even you know YouTube, you can spend endless amount of hours just sitting there and you can just get lost in that. Well, that's not by accident. The internet is continuing to feed us with things that our minds think that we have to have. It's almost a, a drug in a sense of we have to have this. I can't put it down. I just got to see this next video. I just got to see this next uh, you shot. Know, shot whatever this pod to see if it's going to go in because if i don't then you know i won't be able to survive and that that's just a lie um, that we were we're being deceived and so the first thing is just understanding the internet is there to do that it's it's a very healthy tool it can be healthy we use it for a lot of things our work and um you know just whatever we're whatever we need to look up it's at our fingertips but at the same time it can be something that's very detrimental to us and we need to understand that and so Knowing that it's fighting to grab our attention, we, especially as Christians, need to be prepared and we need to fight back in order to uh, not let it take over our life and not let it uh, consume everything that we do because it's so easy. We all experience it. You you leave work and you just spent you know eight to twelve hours, however long at work, and then you get home and you feel like you can't put it down. You you got to check your email because that that. Eight to twelve hours wasn't good enough. It, things might fall apart in that next hour that you're at home. That's not the case. And um, nine times out of ten, everything more than that, but everything is going to be fine if you put your phone down, um, even for an hour. You might not feel that way, but it will. And it's yeah. And that's Kellen said. We've got to fight, right? And that's how we fight, man. Is when you get home, put your phone down. I mean, in, unless you are on call for something and you need to be available for some reason, but for the majority of us, we, we don't when we're, when we're done. I mean, finish your day at the office, do what you need to do to finish up there and then go home and be with your family. And, and if you're thinking to yourself, yeah, but I have to be able to, I have to be available. I have to be available. Number one, you're prideful because you think that you're integral to the continued success of whatever it is that's going on. And if you're not available, then it's all going to collapse. And number two, you, you need to increase your faith in God. 
and trust that in the times that you're not available, that, that God's there, that God's got it, that God's sustaining us. And I remember MacArthur even preached a sermon on sleep on that, that point and said, look, getting a good night's sleep is important. Yep. And you need to trust that God is going to keep everything going that needs to be kept going while you're sleeping. Um, and that it's a, an exercise of trust and dependence on the Lord. What are some of the the areas that uh, we mentioned email? Some of the other areas that that maybe we need. We're talking about disengaging and, and not feeling like we have to fill every spare second with content. What are some other areas, Kellen, where we can feel that burden to say, "Okay, I have to check this. I have to be looking at this. I have to be doing this." You look at Twitter. You look at the news. Um, there's always something going on in the news, and everything is breaking news. Um, so we feel like we have to be up to date on everything that's going on. And, and truth of the matter is we, we don't. Um, the news station, again, when we look at fighting for our attention, their job, they're competing with other news stations to say, I have the latest breaking news. And so everything, especially nowadays, is going to be breaking news. It's going to be, quote unquote, earth shattering that you must hear. But at the end of the day, you know, you've missed certain breaking news um, features that have happened on news and, and everything was okay. The it, world kept going. It kept going and, and people will fill you in. If it's that important, if it's something that you need to know, you got to trust and know again that you'll hear people, about it. People around you will fill you in. You're right. not going to miss it. Right. Um, and, you know, we, we train ourselves that way. And even, uh, you know, when we go to the grocery store or when we're at, uh, in line at a coffee shop or something, it's the first thing that we do. It's just out of habit. You don't even think about it. You, it's hard to sit still in a line and say, you know what, I'm going to wait five minutes for my drink to be made or my order and just look around. There might be somebody that is right in front of you that needs to be engaged with, that God has put there for a reason, but oftentimes we're so distracted with our phones that we don't we don't even take time to engage in, in those conversations. And so that would be even one practical challenge that, you know, we could throw out there is, you know, when you're when you're ordering something, just just sit still and 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 look around and and try to engage with somebody just to start up a conversation and see how God can open up that door just by you saying, Hey, how you doing? you know my name is Kellen, and I, you know, I'm waiting on my drink just like you are. I don't know, not that corny, but come up with something better than that. But just start talking and see see what you're able to get from that. Right, right, for sure. And here's the thing, guys: if if you're expecting to to like finish the internet, <laughs> you're not going yeah. to. It's not like you're going to be okay. I'm ready for season two of the internet because right. I'm done with season one. Yeah, um, it's not going to happen. There's always going to be more, and that's. Part of the you know the the way that I think the enemy, the way that Satan uses uh, you know the internet and uses technology in a bad way is there's plenty for him to distract us with. And if you want to be distracted by Twitter, you want to be distracted by the news sites, you want to be distracted by Facebook, you will be distracted. Like you, you, you scroll and that that motion, and all of us know it right now, right? You can feel your thumb doing it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get to the bottom. Right, I mean, you, Facebook goes on forever and ever and ever. And I saw ridiculous stats that talk about how many miles we've actually scrolled with our thumbs yes, over the course of I our lifetime. Want to know that, and uh, it's it's crazy. But yeah. you you men are going to have to have the self control to say, okay, enough, enough is enough. I'm done. I'm going to put it down. Um, some great things that that I've read recently that have have been encouraging to me on this front is when you're thinking about maybe social media, maybe it's Twitter for you. For me, guys, it's Twitter. Twitter is kind of one of my news sources as well as a, being a sports nut. I yeah. get my my sports updates from Twitter. So for me, it's 
I need to make sure that I'm not just checking Twitter every five minutes because I don't, I don't like to your point, Kellen, the world's going to keep going if I miss that one tweet mm-hmm. that comes out. Um, so for me, it's, it's scheduled times during the day to say, okay, this is a break that I'm taking from whatever else that I'm doing. I'm going to spend five minutes on this break. I'll check Twitter. I'll check, you know, whatever else I need to check. And then I'm going to get back to work. I'm going to set that aside and not check it during the, the rest of the time there. Um, you can do the same thing with email. Yep. I mean, when we're at work and you've got email open consistently, that's just begging for distraction. Oh yeah, because you're gonna get you're gonna get that email that's gonna pull you away from the task that you're doing. So plan your times and check email two, three times a day. You don't have to check it forty times a day. Yeah, none of you are that important. <laughs> none of you are. <laughs> what? And I'm not that important, I right? I thought I was. So um, you just shut me down. Yeah, that email that email can wait. Right, <laughs> it doesn't need to be responded to right away. So uh, so plan those times and, and check them. Uh, at different times throughout the day. Um, One of my biggest areas that I have to focus on and continuously focus on is, you know, we talked about it, is when you get home, uh, being able to engage with your family. They've been waiting to see you all day. They're excited. Um, And sometimes, especially as men, we can convince ourselves of, oh, I can multitask. I can kind of read this email and kind of play with my kids at the same time. It's like, look, no, you can't. Right. Your kids see through that. And what happens is you you start to develop this... this this habit within your kids of their phone is that important, right? So then instead of wanting you, they want your phone when you right. come home. It's like let me play on that because I want to. I want that thing that's drawing all your attention. And so one thing that you know practically I've, I've had to do and continue to remind myself to do is just put the phone away. I think when when you don't hear it ring, when you don't you know hear the vibration or dings or whatever it is and it's just away then you don't have that temptation to go say I, I need to see what it is they they need me somebody somebody is about to die cuz i'm not uh, responding and that's of course that's never the case but being able to put your phone away go go in the house and put it in a drawer put it in your room and spend time with the family or and even tell your wife your goal of like look i'm i'm trying to just dedicate this this first hour and maybe you you know you you get there in, in small steps. You say, this first hour I get home, putting the phone away, and let's see where it gets me, and then start to build from that, and you'll start to realize, like, oh, I I really don't need this. And another thing, just as, as all of you, you know, most of you are working and, and involved in work and people call you, letting the people know that you work with, hey, from six to eight, that's my family time. So if you can get ahead of that and let them know that, you can respond after they go to bed or while you're at work, but six to eight is the family time. And unless it's emergency, um, I probably won't pick up the phone call. That helps out a lot as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, going home. Uh, there have been multiple times I've heard my kids go, daddy, put the phone down. Yeah. That's like, convicting. Oh, okay. Yeah. You try to reason with them. Well, you, you don't understand. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Even last night, you know, I got home. First thing I walk in, my twins come up to me. Daddy, can we wrestle? Can we wrestle? It's like, yeah, we can wrestle. Yeah. So you do, you put the phone down, you put it away, you put it out of reach and you go after your kids. Right. And that is, that is huge. And that's, it's not a waste of time. No, you're not. That's being productive, pursuing your kids, pursuing your family, being available for them is productive. Uh, hugely productive. I think another area, if we're talking about the end of the day coming home, is is the beginning of the day. Some of us, you know, our phones are on our side tables, and that's where they're charging, and they're our alarm clock. And in the morning, our alarm goes off. First thing we do is grab the phone. We're opening up the Go news site, <laughs> or we're opening up Twitter, or whatever. And you know, I was challenged on this recently, and probably for the past two weeks, even uh, it's been something that I've been working on to to 
not do that to say, okay, I'm not the, the only reason I grab my phone right away. First thing in the morning is for the flashlight. So I can see where I'm going as I'm going to, to brush my teeth. Totally. Right. Um, but the, I'm, I'm not checking content. And cause the, the, the first thing I want to be doing is not just training my mind to be passive and just take in a bunch of stuff, but act actively thinking about my day, yeah. praying, spending time in God's word, you know, doing all these things instead of just absorbing and taking in and being told this is what's going on and this is how you should think today. Now we need to actually be proactive in, in setting our minds on the things that we need to set on. So use your phone for an alarm clock if you need to, fine, but have the discipline then to to not pick it up and, and jump on the news sites or jump on Twitter or jump on Facebook or whatever first thing in the morning. Yeah. And we, we talk a lot about just some of these practical ways of being able to do it, but I think as, as we get ready to conclude, like let's talk a little bit about what are the benefits when we do have that time? What are we able to gain from five or 10 minutes just not being busy with whatever? Um, and you know, the first one that, that comes to mind for me is kind of what you just said is we're able to plan for the day, you know, that morning time that we don't just aimlessly scroll on social. I like how we both keep using our thumbs as we're talking. We've kind of flick it. Right. Right. Um, Cause but, you know, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's like, just a trigger, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, instead of aimlessly scrolling through social media or needing to check your email or whatever it is, think about the day that you have ahead. Spend time praying, spend time thinking on how you can be productive that day and what you need to be praying for ahead of time before you just you know dive head in to meetings and all of those things. But you can spend five or 10 minutes just thinking and um, figuring out how you can glorify God and uh, be productive with whatever you have planned for that day is a great thing to, to start with. Yeah. And sometimes we... we kind of squirm and, and rightly so when we talk about listening to God and listening for God, because some people mean that they're sitting there waiting for an mm -hmm. audible voice from the Lord. And if you want to hear God speak to you audibly, read the Bible out loud. Right. I'm not the first one to say that. Somebody else said it, but I think it's brilliant, right? I mean, you're not going to hear an audible voice. And if you disagree with me, that's whatever. This is not a, a, a top tier issue. You can disagree with me on that. I, I just think if, if you're telling me you're hearing God speak directly to you, then this is God's word and it needs to be written down and added to the pages of scripture. And if you're going to go there, then we've got bigger, bigger problems, yep. right? But we can listen at the same time and, and God will use you know, the spirit in our lives to, to even lead and influence our thoughts and spend time reflecting, spend time, okay, I've been praying about this thing. I've been praying about this thing. I've been praying about this thing. Okay, let me push back from the table for a second and just be be quiet and think about it for a minute and, and think to myself, okay, is there anything, you know, I've been asking God to save my, you know, neighbor, mm. God, save my neighbor, save my, okay, and I'm going to push back from the table and say, okay, let me think about what I need to, to do right. in that. How does God maybe want to be using me to bring an answer to this own request that I've been making? And that yeah. is maybe I need to set up dinner with them. Maybe I need to do this or whatever it is you've been praying about. You know, giving your mind that time to think and, and listen and, and, and God is going to be leading you through, again, the spirit within you um, to think about, okay, what do I need to be doing that I'm not doing? What do I need to be changing? You know, even this, it's a great opportunity to take, to push back from the table on a different note and take spiritual inventory of your life and say, okay, let's, I want to do a, a sin cleansing mm -hmm. here. You know, I want to look at my life and say, 
is there unconfessed sin somewhere in my life that I need to, to be aware, made aware of? Because mm-hmm. if we've got so much noise coming in our life with social media and, and all these other things, and we never have that time to push back and, and think, then our sin is just camping out, hiding out, living there unchecked, free of rent, and, and just wreaking havoc in our lives. And, and this gives us a chance to be quiet and to be still and push back and say, okay, let's, let's get sin out of our lives as well. Yeah, and even you know, reading God's word, after you read it, being able to reflect on it. Uh, so often we, we read it and we put it away or we read it and we pray and then we move off. It's almost like you know, sending off an email and then we never really come back to it. And one thing that convicted me is um, I'm preaching through Philippians 3 in uh, one of our ministries here at Compass. And um, I was actually reading a book that was talking about before you go out and you know, preach to people, you need to let God's word minister to you first. And thinking about uh, Paul talking about just running the race and being able to uh, you know, take a look at what our past life was. And, and he even quotes it as being rubbish and poop, garbage, however you want to translate it, and saying, putting all that behind you and and straining forward for the goal. And that was convicting to me because it's like I was so busy a lot of times as I'm, you know, sermon prepping saying, all right, how am I going to deliver this this sermon? It's like, well, I need to to sit back and think about how does that apply to my life and how much stuff am I just holding on to as opposed to uh, putting those, those weights aside and being able to strain forward toward the goal. So we need to be be able to allow God's word to work on our hearts and those prayers that we're given, as you mentioned, uh, we need to see how we can go apply uh, God's word and how he's calling us to do as opposed to just flying up a prayer and then moving off of it. Right. Right. So again, man, redeeming dead air, we still stand behind that and we still stand behind that first episode. In fact, if you haven't listened to it, I would encourage you to go and listen to that first episode ever of quality manhood on redeeming dead air, because there, there are things that we can fill our, our voids with that are helpful and beneficial and profitable to us. But then, you know, what we're talking about right now, man, is, is filling dead air as well and being intentional about filling that dead air with some time to be intentional just mentally and, uh, and to, to shut out the noise from the world and, and to think and to evaluate and to have times of introspection spiritually in your life as well. Um, this is not some mystical, you know, Gnostic <laughs> elitism that we're talking about here. This is just simply using your mind to think about your life and to think about what God is doing in your life and what he would have you to do as well. Um, and it, to, to re-engage in those relationships maybe that you need to re-engage in and be more intentional with those relationships that you need to be intentional with as we've been talking about. So uh, yes, redeem dead air. Yes, spend time on the good things that you need to be taken in. Um, but also make sure that that you're giving yourself that time to reflect, that time to, to push back again from the table, so to speak, and, and just to think and to process all that God's been doing. So uh, men, we're praying that you will put this into to practice and that you will be busy about doing this even this week as you continue to strive to be quality men of God. 